the new construction of this wave of new construction hits, that could slow things even more and it could even bring prices down just a little bit. But again, there's not enough of those to really, really sway things either. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips, Heather Marchant, at your service. Yes, yes. Heather, Excited. We yeah, have some I mean, good we're stuff gonna, to talk about today. Oh, we're just going to do stats. It's going to be so boring. Yeah, but you're really good. Oh, I, I would say collectively, we help people understand why the stats matter. <laughs> Otherwise, the stats are kidding. very boring. These stats are going to be sexy. That's what exciting. I meant to say. Super pumped up about these. Basically, we're going to do a little bit of, an, of a market update. Of course, all of this is like pre, right? So don't ask me what's happening today. And I don't really know. But we do know what's happened February back. So we can look at that and just kind of see what the trajectory looks like. Yep. And a lot of it people can feel, right? <laughs> I yep. mean, you can, you can feel it in your experience of what's happening in the housing market and interest rates and a lot of that stuff. But and still we feel it, it from a, a bunch of markets, Heather. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about national numbers, which I mean, they're fun. We're going to talk about them, but the reality of the situation is that the only ones that really matter are where you're buying property. National numbers, as we've said multiple times on here, don't really mean a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Okay. So keep that in mind. Let's start with the home affordability monitor. We've talked about this. It's really cool. You can go to the Atlanta Fed and look up home affordability monitor or H-O-A-M And you can pull up this really cool graph. I really, really like this. It's cool because it talks about one of the things that almost nobody talks about, which is how affordable are these properties? Now, this is national, but again, on here, you can actually drill in to specific markets. We're going to stick with national because this is what we're going to talk about today, but we'll let you guys, since we'll link this in the show notes, and then you can play around with it. You can go into Metro County Affordability. You can click in there and you can drill in pretty well, pretty, pretty far. I might make, I might pick a couple of markets. We'll see what, what time does for us today, but we'll do that at the end. So the home affordability market, remember it went down all the way to, okay, I should start with this. A hundred is affordable. Yeah. Anything above a hundred is even more affordable and anything below a hundred becomes less affordable, which. So like it's on sale when it's over a hundred, like, yay. Correct. Yes. <laughs> And to give you an idea, in 2009, the lowest we got on affordability, okay, the lowest possible place that we got on affordability was 71.5, okay? Today, well, before I think when we talked about this, we were at 64.7, and interest rates had shot up to like 7%, if you recall, then they came back down, and really the house price didn't change hardly at all. So median home price is about $350,000. It's been that way now for, that's kind of the highest it's been, but it's been hovering right around there since, I don't know, fall of last year. Mm -hmm. Today we are at 69.9. And the reason that we went up a little bit, which is good news, up is good, is because of the interest rate. Interest rates came down to about 6.4. And 
and that was in December. And I think they hung around there for a little while. They're about ready to go up. Like we talked about in the last show, interest rates are about ready to go back up. Okay. So you can, you can just bet things are going to get less affordable. Mm-hmm. We're going to hit you with a whole bunch of other stuff too. And I'm going to look up a couple of cities just because why not? Because it is interesting looking at the difference between a national average versus a, a different metro. Yeah. So like Midwest, I pull up Kansas City because I'm a Chiefs fan and 85.5. So not too shabby. I mean, that's really not that bad. They just barely went under the line in April of 2022. I mean, I'm barely under the line. And that's because interest rates went from 4.7 to 5.1. That's literally all that happened. The price point of a home, basically the same. Yeah, where I live at 64.7. Yeah, yeah. So huge differences. And that's why the national numbers don't make as much difference. We're going to talk a lot about national numbers today because there's trends in the national numbers, but you really need to focus in on your local markets, okay? Or the markets where you are investing. That's the most important piece of this, okay? Moving on, let's talk a little bit about what's happening across our country with several different things that people look at when they're looking at the at the market. One of them is listings, Heather. Yeah. What and do we know about listings? Listings have just dropped. I mean, we... It's been, I would say, it hit the height in May and oh, that's 2019 numbers. Hold on. So 2023. Man, I can't even see that line in there. Very good. But, oh, I know why. Because it's January. Yeah. So this, it's just been dropping and it's a trend every year that it's going to drop in the fall, mm-hmm. right? Like that's just what normally happens. But it's very low right now. And we're also in the slower season and we have higher interest rates. So it's so much lower. The good news is there's not as many homes listed. So potentially you can also sell your home easier because there's just not very many homes available. If you've got to move and you need a house and there's yeah, very there, few listings. There's not as many on the market. And that I think that is good for house prices. Yep. It's bad. We still have a lot of people wanting to move to certain areas of the country. And there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of inventory in those areas because yep. of this. Right. I do yep. think that inventory is, I feel like inventory is picking back up because again, we're looking from February back, right? So it's after February, it becomes spring. Talked to a lot of my friends who have had inventory sitting for months and all of a sudden everything is moving. Mm -hmm. People are out shopping again. What happens when the interest rates go up and how high are they going to, you know, spike the interest rates? I don't know yet. That will certainly have some kind of a cooling off period. But it looks like we're going to have a little bit of a run here for a bit. So active inventory is just down. For new homes, though, this is one of the things that I think is really interesting. And one of the things that you should look at for local markets. New homes, there are 5.5 months of homes under construction. That's a lot. 5.5 months. That's officially outside almost outside the bounds of a normal market. Mm -hmm. So almost getting into buyer's market. Now we haven't seen that in a long time. So again, these are national numbers, right? So locally, because it it probably is going to look considerably different locally. Yeah. But if that trend, I don't think it's going to continue because I mean, housing starts are, are dropping off a cliff too, but or have dropped off a cliff too. And everything we're talking about, mostly single family homes, single family duplex. In the multifamily report, there is a wave of new construction inventory that's going to hit this year and into 2024. And I do think that's going to put pressure on rents 
in multifamily in the A class and maybe B plus class properties. Keep your eyes on that. New housing starts are at a record 1.71 million. And remember, we need you know somewhere between 1.2 and 1.5, which we've not had. And now we're up above it. So if you think about in a market, build, 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 and then you build too many, and then the prices for new construction comes down a little bit. Yep. That's what's happening. Poised to do that for sure. So another little stat, there are currently 769,000 single family home units under construction. It's like a lot. That's a bunch. That's a bunch. (laughs) Interest rates. I'm not even sure what they're going to do. I know they're going to go up. I mean, unless the Fed... I can't imagine the Fed reverses course after they've dug their heels in after the bank failures. So we're going to see more interest rate hikes. The decline that we've seen is probably going away. Yeah. Ironically, we are going to have probably a week or two of rates coming down a little bit from the news is what our lenders telling me this morning. But yeah, it's probably going to be short lived. (laughs) Yeah. So these are things that if you're in the market and you're shopping, Locking in that rate is going to be important because they are going to go up yep. unless the Fed is lying, which up until now, they have not lied. Every time they said they were going to raise rates, they raised rates. And I don't see that changing. Mm-hmm. And here's why that's important. Half a million dollar house, 20% down, 4% 30-year mortgage, yeah. $1,900. Same house, 65 $2,700. It's massive, 41%. Increase. That's that's why what Heather said is so important. So if you're buying an investment property now because you got a whole bunch of cool s- sweeteners to the deal from a builder or whatever, you might want to lock your rate because they're mm-hmm. going to go up. Yep. And you get to get into a market when there are incentives and there's not a million people out looking. So that drives prices up. So you're in kind of a sweet spot to be able to negotiate and get some stuff. We're enjoying that a lot. So Heather, talk about house prices. This is an interesting one because the feeling I get is different than what I'm seeing here. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone is assuming that house prices are coming down when really appreciation is coming down. So they just shot up like a rocket and we'll share a link to these graphs that we're looking at, but shot up so fast, you know, in 2020 and then peaked and came right back down. So we're still, as far as the case Schiller index is concerned, it's showing that we're kind of back down to where we were maybe early 2020, as far as pricing is concerned. Normal national average, which is Mm -hmm. like, five, six percent, between five and seven percent appreciation. Yeah. And that will probably go down more. It's probably going to go down more. I mean, the headlines all say that the prices are dropping. That's not really what's happening. And not granted, that is happening in some markets. Yes. It is not what is happening in the markets that I'm seeing right now. I'm not yep. seeing that. I'm seeing that they're holding steady yep. right now. They may not. They may drop. I'm not saying that they're not going to, but I'm, I'm saying that that's not what's happening right now. And I think that is a because we don't have enough inventory. So when the new construction of this wave of new construction hits, that could slow things even more and it could even bring prices down just a little bit. But again, there's not enough of those to really, really sway things either. So it's going to have to be something else, maybe more bank failures. I'm not exactly sure, but the data doesn't support that just yet. Yep. Really interesting, though, because when we talk to clients, 
they're usually just assuming that prices are coming down when really the appreciation has come down and slowed. <laughs> Versus, yeah. And you do have, yeah. you do have some sellers that are more motivated than they have been yeah. for sure, because, you know, sellers were used to having their home sell in 30 minutes and now it's taking 30 days, 45 mm -hmm. days. And that seems like an eternity because we're all spoiled. Just like six and a half percent interest rate seems like, like the highest rate ever. And yep. really that's a pretty good interest rate. We've just been spoiled for so long because we've been artificially pumped by the fed and we're, everything's kind of going back to normal and normaling out. And it feels like we're getting abused when in mm -hmm. reality, we're really not. We've just been super spoiled for quite a while. Exactly. And then I think the other thing that follows suit, which also makes sense with what everyone's feeling is that sales are down. Listings are down, sales are down. I mean, that all makes sense with what we're seeing and experiencing. I would say I will say I mean, though, that I sold one of my rentals several months ago, relatively quickly. And I have two listed for sale right now. And I'll probably pull at least one of them because it's not rented and just lease it out. I'm already, I already heard from my property manager today. Hey, are you still wanting to keep this vacant? I have someone interested. I'm like, yeah, I'll just keep it. If there's not enough interest and we're already talking about a price reduction, I don't need to sell it. It's still cash flowing well. I have a low interest rate mortgage. So kind of the great debate, right? <laughs> the chicken and egg. Exactly. Exactly. Now, this report says that rents are declining. I have not seen that in no. any of the markets that we're in. I guarantee you there are markets where that is happening. And I also, as I mentioned before, the multifamily market, especially the A-class multifamily market, mm -hmm. which is pretty rapidly going to become overbuilt, probably yeah. will see if it's not already seeing. And I think that's where they're getting their data because it says that they're getting their data from the National Multifamily Housing Council. In spite of the fact that this is a report about single family homes, not seeing that yet in the single family home market, not saying that it won't happen, especially with the build to rent communities are still being built. Yeah. Still money being poured into rental real estate. And so as those come on the market, definitely a portion of the 769,000 single family homes that are being built are being built for build to rent. Mm -hmm. So again, super important to check local and see what's happening in the local markets because a lot of the local markets aren't experiencing this at all. And unlike 2008, where we had a national meltdown, I don't see this one being a national meltdown. And I just don't, I don't see that. I do think that there are going to be markets that implode. They're the markets that are overpriced right now and are very, very unaffordable. So yeah. the conclusion is that there's a, I mean, there's a whole bunch of turmoil right now in the real estate market. <laughs> So you got to be newsflash. Yeah. You've been feeling it. It's true. The statistics are all backing that up mm -hmm. and you really, really need to be careful, especially, you know, if you're investing in a syndication that is multifamily based and it's an A-class property, just be careful. Look at the reports. I've seen so many offering memorandums come out and they leave out how many units are being built. Or, oh, wow. they, yeah. or they put them in there and they say, this is all great news because these are all going to be comps and they're going to be more expensive than ours. Yeah, they're going to be comps, but they're also going to be competition. Yeah, And exactly. too many units 
that suppresses rent. That's not good when you're building brand new properties because construction costs haven't really come down a ton. It's still very expensive to build. It's incredibly time consuming. So that's what we were talking about the other day, Heather, about why there aren't more affordable housing, you know, yeah. developments being, being built. It's because it's, it's too expensive. Yeah. It's just literally too expensive. You can't build an affordable housing project because the numbers don't work. Yeah. And I think it'll be that way with rents to some degree. I mean, interest rates are higher. Everyone's mortgage payments are higher. You have to have more rent in order to justify why would anyone want to invest in a house that's going to be negative? I mean, some yeah. people do it in other places, but we're not in California or, you know, New York or areas like that where you expect to be negative. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I think we're going to see that happen over the next a little bit. Single family homes, I think they're going to hold their own. I guess we'll see. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Exciting times. Never dull. It's very interesting. <laughs> Never dull in the real estate market. I just had uh, somebody texted me that was supposed to be closing on their house today and it got pushed back until Friday because of the, the lender screwed something up. And I just texted him. Uh -huh. I said, welcome. Welcome to real estate. Yeah, right. It's always exciting. Nothing ever goes the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> Yeah. And yet we still do it, folks. And the reason we do it is because it's better than anything else. That's why. Yeah. Bring us something that's better. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. People don't, Heather. You know, we, we put know. that out there Not multiple one time. times. Yeah. Nobody ever does. It's true. Nobody's even ever tried. So maybe, ought to, maybe somebody out there who's listening ought to try. Bring yeah. us something. I'd love exactly. to see it. I, Depending on what it is, I'd love to invest in it. Exactly. 100%. I mean, some other please ideas. show me the light. Love to see it. <laughs> Till next right. week. Get out there and make something happen, people. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.